0: Off The Ball.
1: Find us on Twitter at Off The Ball.
0: News Talk 106-108. to 108. Now then, we're delighted to welcome Andy Friend, Connor Coach, to the show once again. Andy, afternoon, evening.
1: Yeah, good afternoon, Joe. How are you?
0: Yeah, very good. Thanks so much for joining us. We spoke to you at the start of your tenure, at the start of the season. I remember it was a really good conversation. Uh, it's fair to say things have gone pretty well. You must be fairly happy yourself.
1: Yeah, we are, mate. Well, listen, we, we feel like we're, um, we're probably where we wanted to be, uh, and where we deserve to be. Um, we've managed to get ourselves into a quarter final now for the European Challenge Cup, which is which, which are our target the start, and and in the Pro 14, we're we're sort of there or thereabouts in the in the uh, third and fourth spot now. So um, probably a fair reflection of what we've done this year.
0: Yeah, we think so. Uh, last year there were seven wins in the Pro 14. You already have those seven wins in the bank, and you're very much in the mix for playoff stages and I'm sure Connick fans will have taken note this afternoon at some stage that your coaching team, that's Nigel Carolyn on attack and people will know the work he did as well with the under 20s in the uh, world championships back in 2016. Jimmy Duffy forwards coach and then Peter Wilkins in defence, they've all signed a contract extension so they'll be in place alongside yourself until 2021. I presume you get a big say in um, who you work with so clearly it's working very well and you lads enjoy working together.
1: Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted that those men have uh, agreed to stay on. Um, you know, when I when I first got here, uh, I basically said to them, listen, in your respective areas, tell me what it is you want to do, and if it makes sense to me, I'll back you with it. And they all told me what they wanted to do, and it made good sense to me. Um, and so I have backed them with it, and uh, and they've been outstanding. I think our set piece with Jimmy. Is, uh, yeah, has proven to be one of the best um, in the competition. Mm. Uh, um, our, our attack is dangerous. Um, you, know, you saw some of the tries we, or you may have seen some of the tries we scored on the weekend. Some of our strikes, but and I don't think we've actually attacked at our best yet. Right. Um, and defence, I think the system Pete's got in place uh, is a brilliant system. And to me, defence is all about attitude, and we're seeing our blokes... You know, bouncing off the ground and making a lot of tackles and, and doing really well there. So all three of them, mate, I, I'm really, really pleased with them. Absolutely delighted that they're going to stay on board.
0: It's a real pity the Challenge Cup isn't on television this year. It's, it just seems to have fallen between the cracks in the um, changeover in the television deals. But certainly the third try in Bordeaux has been doing the rounds on social media. And maybe that exemplifies everything you're talking about. Murray Kinsella had a piece in the 42 today. And um, regarding Jimmy Duffy's work, he was saying that Connacht have a 93% line-out success, which is the highest in the Pro 14. And yeah. three of the five tries against Bordeaux all came from a line-out. And that was the case with the third try. And then we saw the strike moves you're talking about, Nigel Carroll uh, behind them. So I presume as a head coach, you're sitting up there in the coaching box looking at the two lads, giving them a nod, saying, OK, I like that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I am. And, and, and it, honestly, it's, it's like that. You sort of, um, you know, you sit up there and you, well, we watch, you, know, you watch through the week uh, you know, the work that goes into it, the detail that goes into the, the planning of it, the meetings that, that, that have had between coaches and players and, and the clarity that's there for the players. And so what we're seeing at the moment, I believe, is all of that hard work that goes on through the week. Players are entering the game of rugby with full understanding of what their roles and expectations are. Um, they've trained it through the week and, 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 so, and they're, now they're just delivering. So it, it's really, really pleasing uh, to work in an environment like that clarity is everything and, and we're certainly getting that from our coaches
0: You've been around the game a long time you've been around the game in different countries I think you played fullback in your day when you were a player uh, you wouldn't be um, the first or last um, back player to sit in here and we've had you know, world renowned back players to sit in here and say they have very little idea what goes on amongst the forwards with the line out or with the scrum as a coach, are you allowed to say that? I mean, if the scrum is going badly wrong or if the line-out's malfunctioning, and I appreciate it hasn't very often this season, are you pretty much looking to Jimmy Duffy and saying, well, don't look at me, I don't really know how to fix that?
1: Or do you have a good knowledge in those areas? Oh, listen, I've got an understanding, but I, I was, it was very early on in the piece, I said to the I said to the players, listen, I never put my head in a scrum and I never jumped the line-out, so I don't believe I'm qualified enough uh, to be able to, talk to you about those things at the level of detail you will. As you say, I've been around the game for a while, so I can I can look at a scrum and I, I know who's dominating, whether it's a loose head or a tight head. Or you know which pack's going forward, the obvious stuff. Mm. Um, but no, I'll, I'll 100% rest on Jimmy and the players. You know, We, we actually involve the players a lot here in in, uh, in getting their feedback on, on what it is that's working, what's not working. Um, I will say I've never worked in a team where, where I'm more impressed with the detail that goes into some of our lineout stuff and the and the uh, and the movement within our line-out. I just think it's outstanding. So, um, but no, that's no, that's all Jimmy's doing and the player's doing. And uh, yeah, if I was a forward, I'd have an ex fullback to come in and tell me what was going on.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. It's very, it's, I mean, it's so different to so many sports. Like a football coach is generally across all areas of the pitch. It's a simpler game in some ways, or certainly the skill set is not so different across a football pitch. Whereas you have to come in and delegate, and trust, and find the right people. And for any rugby, um, for, any coach, for any coaching career in rugby, a huge amount of their success, and it, it genuinely is reliant on the people they have around them. I mean, it, it really isn't just, um, you know, paying lip service. Like, if, you're, if your scrum malfunctions, then they are in big trouble, and you have very little control over that. Your, 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 your trust as a coach and your future as a coach really is not those people.
1: Yeah, it is. No, it is, and it's... Um you know, it's a big responsibility for those coaches. Uh, you know, and as you say, there's a lot of trust that goes into that. Um, but you know, the, to me, the thing that's impressed me with with um, with all of those three gentlemen there, it's it's their work ethic. Yeah. Um, you know, they work work their backsides off in, in getting the detail right. Um, their delivery of message is very very good. Uh, and for me, there's a there's a really good connection there with the players where. Um, you know, the, the, there's good buying from the players. Uh, and the players do have some input into it. Um, yeah. So, and my job there is really just to try and keep those relationships bubbling along. Mm. I had the, I had a you know, little, little bits here and there with with different experiences that I've had, um, whether it's defence or attack, not necessarily forward play, but ball carrying, contact. Yeah, I'll have some input there, but uh, I think the positive rugby that you're seeing there at the moment is, is largely. Responsible, or the responsibility falls on uh, the coaches and, and then
0: earn the players. So yeah, um, good spot. Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, it's been really enjoyable to watch from afar. The interpro games over Christmas were all on television. I mean, I don't know if you can feel good about losing two games, but um, they were really brilliant games to watch, and people got a real sense of what Connacht are about uh, this year. And the Irish squad then. So six players in the Irish squad. We know about Ulton, Delan, and Bundiaki and now Quinn Roo has been called up given the injury situation. There's an uncapped trio. So Kaylin Blade, Jack Carty and Tom Farrell. Maybe just give us your thoughts on Farrell and Blade and Carty. Uh, Farrell certainly against Munster. And I, I'm reliably told this guy has been putting in brilliant performances consistently across a reasonable period of time now. But against Munster, there's probably a sense where a lot of people sat up and took notice of him in a big way. So Tom Farrell is in the squad and he's been doing really well, it seems.
1: Yeah, Tom's, um, Tom's been a, a, a player that's really impressed me. We started him this year and the, in the 13 position outside of Bundy. Uh, when we went to South Africa, we moved him into the 12 position because Kyle Goblin came in and played 13. So he, he's, he's equally capable in both 12 and 13. Uh, he's, he's actually a big, powerful man um, and he, he has a, a, an uncanny ability to find a hole and then get a loss load right away. So, uh, really impressed with him and his defensive work too at the, in the 13 channel has been very good this year. Uh, and actually, of, of late, the last couple of games, he's, he's managed to introduce a bit of a kicking game too. So, yeah, there's a lot to his game, mate, um, and a lot to like about him. And, uh, and I wasn't surprised at all when I when I heard he got the call up.
0: Yeah, it's not good news, I'm sure, when you get the phone call that Kieran Marmion has done his ankle in November and you'll be without him for several weeks. So, so I mean, like, Caelan Blade, sometimes you need a bit of luck in life and you need a shot and you need a chance. And he's he's got that with Connacht and now he's got that at international level. And suddenly, I'd say he's looking around in the Algarve right now, and pinching himself a little
1: bit. Well, yeah, I think I think at the start of the year, people could probably uh, people would probably say that about him. But the way he's played this year, and, and the way he's just stepped up to the plate um, for mine has been just phenomenal. Like, you know, we haven't really used a lot of Marmo this year. He had the injury early on, yeah, um, and then he, he was away with with uh, with, with Ireland. Um, so Blady's virtually been our number one halfback all year. Um, yes, we did use, use Marmo when he first came back in. But I can tell you now, mate, uh, we, haven't, we haven't missed a beat there. And, and uh, again, Blady's um, call up there to the Irish squad, to me, was, was very much deserved. And I think if he does get a chance, and who knows what's going to happen there, but if he does get a chance, he certainly won't let uh, let his country down.
0: Yeah, and Jack Cardi's just been a joy to watch, really. I mean, Ross Byrne, I'm sure, is is getting kind of... Would love to be there and has, has played very well, but Jack Carty has really been exceptional.
1: Yeah, Jack's, um, you know, the, again, I hear a lot of stories around, um, you know, Jack's previous performances. I haven't seen any of those. The only Jack Carty that I've seen is a, is a highly uh, talented and skillful young man who, who backs himself. Uh, we back him to play, but he backs himself to play. Um, you know, he's got a great kicking game, um, his he, goal kicking accuracy is very, very good. Uh, he takes the ball at the line well and he, he, he plays smart options. And if you leave him alone, he'll dance through the line himself. Um, you know His tackle entry work has been really good of late and he's really really starting to work on that part of his game. There's a lot to like about his game. And, and again, I, I, I wasn't surprised at all when I saw that.
0: Mm. What's your relationship then with Joe Schmidt and David Nusifora? Do you talk to them on a weekly basis, more than that, less than that?
1: It uh, just depends upon the time of the year, to be honest with you. Around this time of the year when there's a lot of selection stuff going on, um, it'll be weekly, more so with Joe. Um, as we know, Joe's an astute watcher of the game. He he'll, uh, he watches every game of football and has a view on it. Mm. Um, we'll often have a, a decent chat on the Sunday. Um, yeah, he'll give me a call or I'll give him a call just talking about things that have happened during the course of the game. Um, so, yeah, a lot of conversations with Joe, which I think is really healthy, I think. In order for for the national coach um, or for the national team to be at their best, there needs to be a relationship with the national coach and and the Mm. four provincial coaches. So uh, certainly from a Connor point of view, I'm really comfortable with that and and, and do enjoy his input as well. Uh, With David, um, we don't have as many chats, uh, but I do know David from from previous um, and I I find him, uh, again, a really knowledgeable man around the game of rugby and I I think some of the work he's been doing here in Ireland is, is uh, being rewarded in the way the provinces are going now and the way Ireland's going now.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, things like Joey Carberry, certainly uh, we've had to get used to them, but I think the decision, a decision like that has been vindicated of late. With um, would Schmidt, would you pick his brain and say, well, where could we get better? You know, if you were to play against us, what would you do? And, like, would he give that advice? Would you try and pick his brain in that respect? Or do you try and draw a line on that stuff?
1: Uh It's not that I wouldn't. We haven't done that, but it's not that um, it's not through uh, not wanting to know at all. We just tend to, again, when we're talking, it it tends to be, and you know, they tend to be thirty-minute, forty-minute conversations anyway. And I know he's a busy man, so we're talking about players and we're talking about things that have happened in games. Um, Every now and then, yeah, we'll 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 break into a, a conversation about yeah, this happened there, and what do you think about that. Uh, but it tends more to be around um, our players and, and what his thoughts are on the players and, and things that he'd be looking for out of the playing, playing group. Mm. Um,
0: how, in, With regard to the player welfare um, management, I'm sure like you'd love to play Bundyaki in every game. How much control do you have uh, in that regard? Um, like, Do you get a phone call sometimes and the word is, well, look, we just need player X and Y to sit out the next week or two um, and in an ideal world, you would like to play them. Or, or how much freedom do you have in that respect, Andy? Uh,
1: again, it's, there's, a, there's an understanding there that um, you know, the player welfare, as we know, is really important. And there's no point trying to run a player into the ground. So I, I actually wouldn't want to play a Bundyak every, every game because you know you're not going to get the best performance out of him. So the IRFU um, and through Joe will come to us and say, that, you know, we have a, uh, a concern around this player. Um, one game out of the next four, if you have you, a chance to rest him, that would be great. Right. Where we can, we'll, we'll look to manage that. Um, there's been circumstances though where it's just uh, we actually can't, mate. We, we're in a pickle there because we haven't got the numbers ourselves. Um, so maybe so I'm going to have to play him, but I'll, I promise you, I'll give him a rest. Yeah, okay. you know, within the next week or the so, following week. So so it is, it, conversa- is you know,
0: it is conversational
1: as opposed to well, yeah, very much that. Here's yeah, the yeah. And it's very yeah. fluid, and it's, okay. you know, it's very fluid, and, and I get it too, you know. I think at the end of the day, um, the national cause is the most important thing. Uh, we want, you know, we, I think we all want Ireland to be winning Six Nations and World Cups. Um, so where we can manage the players collectively, mm-hmm. I think that's that's in everybody's interest. As for your own
0: experience, finally, in Galway, are you living in the city? Or are you living nearby or how have you settled in?
1: Yeah, living in uh, in Knocknacarra, so yeah. it's not too far from the sports ground. I, I ride my bike in every morning and home every night. So it's, it's only about five or six K. Um, uh, but we're loving it up there, mate. It's, the Galway's been really good to us. My wife's enjoying it here. We've just had our two boys over here for Christmas. Actually, the youngest one just left today. He's flying back to Canberra today. So, uh, yeah, it's been very welcoming and uh, we're enjoying our time here. Great. What, what age is the youngest as he
0: flies back to Canberra? He's 22. 22, okay. Uh, is, that a, is that a tough day in the friend house having to say goodbye?
1: Uh, I'll say yes, because it always is. But we've done it so many times, mate. So we've, we've you know... Been on this journey now for 23 years, and mm. uh, we've lived in 18 different homes. And we've had the boys away from us for for a lot of years. They're in boarding school for a bit, and you know we've been in Japan and, and different places without them. Uh, you love seeing them, but they're their own men now. And and uh, uh, just the, I suppose the way the world is at the moment, with with the various types of communication, we can yeah. we can Skype video them or or uh, WhatsApp them, and and you normally you know, it's it's never the same as being together, but so there's always a touch of sadness when they leave, but you know that they're heading back to, to family and friends and, and their own work and studies and uh, you know, you've got to live their own life. So yeah. it,
0: you'd,
1: you'd love to have them around all the time, though, certainly.
0: I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by the nomadic existence because I basically grew up in uh, the county next door to Dublin and I've moved to Dublin now and that's basically where I've lived my life, you know. And, and there's maybe the grass is always greener, but the thought of what, 18 different countries? Sounds very appealing to me in some ways, you know? Um, Give us an insight into that. Like, for instance, how comfortable do you allow yourself to get? I remember Pat Lamb before you, he talked about how upset his family were to leave Galway. I mean, do you bring your favourite armchair? Do you bring your sentimental bits and bobs? Do you try and make it as much a home as possible? Or do you operate very much on on the understanding that, well, let's not get too comfortable?
1: No, I never we never operate on that. it's yeah, it's eighteen different houses, not not country. So I think okay. um, yeah, I've been working on tend, tend to work a three year contract, mate, so it's but everywhere we go, we honestly we, we, we move there as a as a family, because yeah. um, our home is our home there. We actually do have our own home back in Canberra now, which our two boys are about to go on or one lives in it now, the other one's gonna move back to it. But um, you know, that, that's our home when we're there in Australia, but this is our home when we're here in Galway, and I think that's really important. I don't think you, can, you can't have a footing in one house here and, and, but hoping that wishing you were somewhere else. So, no, when we move, we, it sort of boots and all you move into it. Um, but, yeah, we are pretty good at and I'm probably better than my wife, I will say, but um, sort of picking up and moving to the next spot, and that's just the nature of the, the business we're in. Uh, the good side of that is we've got friends all around the world and um, a lot of, you know, a lot of acquaintances and, and people that uh, when we get the chance to drop into a country we've previously lived in or a suburb we've previously lived in, mm. um, you know, there's always good people to meet and, and to catch up with. And uh, But it's it's just it's, just, it, it's just our existence. We don't, um, the other positive thing, we don't have a lot of clutter. And uh, <laughs> no. we, we tend to... Uh, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, we, we tend to, listen, like everyone, you probably accumulate a few things, but... Um, uh, if you're moving every every three years, you, you tend to get rid of that. And, uh, it's a, the it's a bare basics. Uh,
0: do you find people are pretty much the same the world over?
1: Oh, there's every there's in every country, uh, every culture has its uniqueness about it. Um, but, it, yeah, I think everywhere you go, you're going to find good people. And, and I think, you know, most people in the world are good people. We're born with a smile on our face. Um, and, and, you know, I think we were born with happiness and it's people only find sadness and, and anger and bitterness as they go through life. But that's, you know, that's for them. If they want to, if they want to pick that stuff up, they can do. So, um, you, I suppose you get all types, but listen, wherever we go, we, we tend to try and surround ourselves with positive people. And I will say it's pretty easy here in Galway. We've got to have people enjoy the things we enjoy doing. They enjoy their own time. They enjoy a bit of social life, life and, uh, and they like each other's company and you know, they're the things that, that we've always lived by and uh, therefore it's, it's been a really enjoyable visit for us or, or stay for us at this point in time.
0: There's a text in from Roger. He says, I know Andy's no stranger to clocking up the hours in the bike saddle and we talked to you about that the last time you were on the air here. And Roger says he could do worse than cycle the Wild Atlantic Way if he's looking for a way to decompress. Have you been out and about the Wild Atlantic Way at all or are you getting, are you probably too busy?
1: I've been too busy, but you know what? We got this break coming up. I was just saying to someone the other day. They said, "What are you going to do?" I said, "Well, my wife's now working, but uh, on the Monday in two weeks' time, I'm going to I'm going to jump on the bike and I'm going to head head somewhere, and probably down the Wild Atlantic, Atlantic Way, to be honest with you. Yeah, and just go for two or three days. And uh, oh, nice. Um, where I stop, I don't know yet. Probably a little B and B somewhere, and. Um, and then get up and go again the next day. So, it, it, listen, it, it's the way I do decompress, to be honest. Mm. Um, and it's, I love it. And uh, it's something that I really, uh, you know, w- when I do have time. Uh, and that's one of the things I love about just riding into and from work. It's, um, you know, it's just 20 minutes on the bike where uh, you're not thinking too much and you, you sort of let the, the brain unwind and mm. um, you go again for the next one.
0: And is that phone off, uh, no headphones
1: in? Yeah, never, never, never ride with headphones in. Um, too dangerous, mate. And uh, yeah, I don't have a phone on. It's, it's actually very pleasant not to be uh, not to be guided by that thing your whole life. So, and when I get home, I tend to turn the thing off. I'll, I'll turn it off at a certain time, normally about seven thirty at night. Um, that thing goes off and. Just have your own time from
0: then. Well, I wish I had your discipline. There are too many evenings where I'm sitting there in bed on the bloody thing. Um, there's uh, one last point in somebody watching on YouTube. Very impressed with Andy Friend. The players seem to have responded to his uh, influence. Player skills seem to have improved as well. He wonders what's this down to. What is, um, finally, Andy, What, like, if you were to kind of boil down your key messages or your, your key habits that you've tried to get across at the club over the last couple of months, what, what would they be?
1: I think the main one is um, we focus on positives like everyone's good at something and too many times i think is a as a coach as a teacher as a parent uh, it's very easy to focus on what someone's not doing well and if all you hound them on is the things that they're not doing well um, you know their, their own self-esteem and their own self-worth and value can drop so you know right from the first day I got here it was uh, my questions to the staff my questions to the players was what are you good at and what, what do you think you'd be world-class at? And let's let's focus on that then. Let's really work hard. Now, we're not going to shy away from the things you can't do, mm. but rather than focus on those things, let's focus on what you're good at and make you better at that. And then we'll pick one thing that we think we can work on that we think will make you a better coach, nutritionist, footballer, whatever it is, and we'll try and work on that with you. So to me, it's all about giving people confidence and just adjusting the way they think. You know, if, if, if you think you're... You're good at something, you'll tend to be good. If you think you're bad at something, you'll tend to be bad. So, I actually think it's it's as simple as that. But I'm not sure how many people do that.
0: Listen, interesting. Um, just like the last time, real pleasure talking to you. Things are going very well. Delighted to see it. I think everybody uh, across Ireland has a real soft spot for Connacht and wants to see them do well. So, um, keep it going. Best of luck over the next couple of weeks and enjoy that cycle in the next two weeks as well.
1: Good on you, job Appreciate that. Off the ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108.